What's up? You're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, where fashion meets technology. I'm your host, Amanda Costco. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome back. Last week on the show, we heard from Ariel Garten, a Canadian tech entrepreneur who's often pointed to as someone who fuses art and science. Today, we're speaking with another woman to watch who's also a hybrid figure in her ability to balance creativity and commerce. Chelsea Kluklis is a designer who has worn many hats, which seems to be a fitting idiom considering one of her signature designs is a hat with a projector hidden inside it for the purposes of displaying images and videos on the body. We'll get to that later. (laughs) As one of the founding members of Make Fashion, a high-tech, high-fashion production company, Chelsea has strong ties to Calgary's maker movement. She's also a creative professional who has led design teams at tech giants like Amazon. Currently, she's a product design manager at Facebook. Our conversation today touches on everything from designing concepts for the runway to her first collection of consumer products. She'll also answer that age-old question in fashion technology, when do we get to choose our outfits like Cher Horowitz in Clueless? It's an interesting conversation covering everything from augmented reality for fashion to the future of shopping, and it starts right now. So Chelsea, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Very good. Thanks. I'm curious to know about your work. We know each other through the Make Fashion community, but you have a kind of history in design and fashion and technology, and I'm sure our listeners are interested to learn more. So for those who don't know you, tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I'm uh, my full-time role is I'm a product design manager. I'm currently at Facebook. In the past, I've worked as a product design manager, and that means doing UX design, visual design. I was at Amazon for a few years, and before that, I did a number of different startups in Canada, where I'm originally from. And uh, during all this, I also founded Make Fashion, which is a wearable technology organization where we take high-technology fashion and put it on the runway. Yeah, and I've had the lucky experience of being involved with the Make Fashion community and even emceeing one of the shows last year. Um, How did Make Fashion come about? And I want to get into talking about your design, Lumen Couture, in a minute. But maybe if you could just start by talking about the kind of roots of that movement. Definitely. So I co-founded Make Fashion back in 2012 in Calgary, where I lived at the time. I had a fine arts background, but I had jumped into working in tech right after college. And at the time, I was working as a product designer for a startup that was involved with fashion and technology. So I had a lot of connections with fiber artists and fashion designers from art school. And I was friends with Shannon and Maria Hoover, who owned what at the time was Endeavor Arts Gallery. So we got this crazy idea. We had seen there was there wasn't a lot of wearable technology at the time, particularly not a lot of fashion-oriented wearable technology. But with a lot of our shared interests in the gallery space, we came up with this idea of, well, what if we put together this fashion technology show and got together all of our friends who are engineers and artists and designers and makers and try to make this thing happen? 
at the time, I think we initially thought it would be this one time small event. And, you know, that would be it. But since then, in the six plus years since then, it's grown into this massive thing where now we've had over 100 runway shows, we show internationally, I'm in Seattle now, we have a distributed team, and we've just continued to grow exponentially year after year. Yeah, it's been so fascinating seeing make fashion grow. And you know, I follow you on Facebook, you're constantly tinkering and prototyping new wearables and costumes. Um, If you could talk about some of your designs that you've created over the years, both with Make Fashion and independently as an artist. Yeah. And so I tend to go back and forth between being excited about the technology and solving really challenging technical problems, and then leaning more towards the artistic and fashion side. So I've some of my projects have been starting with an interesting technology or starting with a concept and wanting to build something around it. At the moment, I've been working on more of a streetwear fashion technology collection. So doing things that are a little bit more wearable and less runway and uh, starting to do a small collection of, you know, illuminated dresses and festival wear that people can actually purchase because after doing a lot of conceptual work and doing the runway work with Make Fashion, we've been getting a lot of inquiries in terms of, well, how can I buy that? How can I get that? So I go back and forth between that type of work and then wanting to go back into really conceptual types of technology projects. And did you study fashion design at all? I didn't actually. My I initially started my degree in drawing and painting, and then I switched over to do more graphic design and advertising type work. But my family, interestingly enough, has a history of fashion design. My grandmother was actually a fashion designer, and she was she had a line in Calgary at the time. There was not a lot of fashion in Calgary. She came from Europe, and it was this huge culture shock where she couldn't find any clothes. She designed fashion, so I think I absorbed a lot of it by you know as a kid looking at her fashion design books and seeing a lot of that work. It really wasn't until actually I was running Make Fashion and organizing the events before I even started to make my own work. And after doing it, I just got so excited that I taught myself things like sewing and, uh, you know, all the additional things that one needs to know to be a fashion technology designer. And so your signature design, which I've actually had the opportunity to see twice in person, is called Lumen Couture. And you also run an Instagram account by that handle. Can you talk about this piece, the different collaborations, as well as the different iterations of it? Lumen Couture was definitely one of those challenging technical problems projects that I mentioned. I had wanted to do a projection dress for a few years But at the time, I couldn't figure out how to get it to work on a runway. Projection mapping is typically done with a fixed camera on a surface that doesn't move. So other examples of projection mapped dresses, and there are a few other designers who've done this, usually have the model remaining relatively still. So there's a still model, there's a fixed projector, and the images are moving, but nothing else around it is moving back and forth. So some of my early concepts had something like a rolling projector that would move down the runway at the same rate as the model. But anytime I started to dig into the execution of that, it actually became really complicated and expensive to pull that off. I kind of had this idea marinating. And then my boyfriend, Chris Corner, is an engineer. And we were talking about the idea together. And we came up with the idea 
to put the projector inside the hat. So that's, that's how we started actually executing on this project. So the first version was really simple. It had an iPhone in the hat and a projector, and then there's a mirror that reflects it down back onto the model's body. It was effective in that the model could walk around and move. The challenges with that first one was that it was still just a static projection down onto the model. So if she moved her head or moved her body, the projection would move because you're, you know, your head's bobbing around. So the projection would bob around with her head. So we had to train our first model to walk kind of like a penguin. <laughs> so she would walk down the runway really static and not move her head too much. But then the next version, we actually started using real-time tracking and projection mapping software. And uh, the solution for that is that there's actually a small camera in the underside of the hat that tracks the body. So in real time, there's software that's constantly calculating the movements. So with our latest version, the model can actually turn her head or turn her body. And the projection is going to always be adjusting so that it looks like the image is still. Yeah. And so the last time we spoke, you hinted that the next version of Lumen Couture is going to include augmented reality. What more can you tell us about this? Right now, Lumen Couture, as I mentioned, projects images you know, onto the body for the rest of the world to see. But for a future version, I'm exploring the concept of the hat actually projecting outwards. So the hat could be projection mapping onto objects around me, displaying information, potentially projecting onto other people or different surfaces. And with the built-in camera, you could actually track the wearer's interactions with the projection. So it could be like those science fiction interfaces you see where it's, you know, projected onto the wall and they're moving around. And that could potentially be created all within the self-contained hat technology. Yeah, that's so cool. And I especially love when an artist takes the same kind of idea and then iterates it time and again. So I really hope to see Lumen Couture again on the runway and with augmented and virtual reality becoming new tools for designers to express themselves. There's lots of opportunity. And, you know, as someone who follows fashion technology and design, how do you see AR in particular as a tool for fashion? Yeah, augmented reality really presents a great opportunity for designers to manipulate the world around them in an ephemeral way without creating any permanent impact. So surfaces can be constantly changing and updating. And fashion is often about that constant change, trends. So there is a lot of untapped potential in using this as a form of self-expression or for a designer to express themselves. I believe that in the next, you know, five to 10 years, we're actually going to see screens as we know them go away. So right now, a lot of our interaction with technology is through some form of screen or another, whether it's a screen on your smartphone or a screen on your laptop. But as we see new technologies like augmented reality, virtual reality, voice interfaces and wearables become more prominent, I believe that eventually those will take over and screens are going to start to become outdated technology. Yeah. And so there's a big opportunity there for fashion, of course, because we're still going to need to connect and we're still going to need some sort of interface and fashion or clothing in particular is the kind of original interface. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to talk about some of your work that you've done at Facebook and Amazon. So previous to your current position at Facebook, you led an engagement design group at Amazon. Now, I know you can't say too much about this for privacy reasons, but I want to ask your opinion on how 
fashion is becoming more connected. So in the past few years, of course, we've seen a number of products hit the market that attempt to link fashion to the internet of things, whether this is connecting the actual garments themselves, like I was talking about, or um, you know, leveraging AI for styling advice. So in your opinion, what's the future of the connected home and IoT devices when it comes to fashion? And what I'm really getting at here is how far away are we from Cher Horowitz Closet and Clueless? Yeah, I was really thrilled to work on the Echo Look at Amazon because we haven't yet seen a lot of technology designed specifically with a fashion use case. And of course, the product was all about fashion and clothing. You know, we all wear clothes, but in a lot of ways, fashion and clothing has evolved slower than other parts of our home and lives. So, you know, we now have a kitchen full of gadgets. We have smart memory foam mattresses. We have semi-autonomous cars. But most of our closets are the same as they were 100 years ago. And considering that fashion is such an important part of our everyday lives, it's surprising that there hasn't been much innovation in this space. Even, you know, in retail in general, which I'm sure you're very familiar with, there isn't a lot, you know, we don't, it's been slow to see a lot of the new technology impact fashion. So there's a ton of opportunity there. Even for a non-fashion oriented person, for someone who just wants to get through their day looking decent, there's a lot of room for innovation in terms of how they discover, shop for, choose, and even keep their clothes in their closets. And, you know, through between Amazon and one of my earlier startups, we learned that for a lot of people, shopping for fashion is a huge pain point and something that's frustrating as opposed to enjoyable. It's generally a small portion of the population that really enjoys looking for fashion and dressing themselves every day. So, you know, and, and as I mentioned with my earlier fashion startup, our goal was to solve the fit problem. We learned that a lot of women struggle to find clothes that fit for whatever reason, either they were too petite too tall, broad shoulders, everyone had something unique that was making it challenging for them to find clothes that fit, especially when they're shopping online, which is becoming the future of retail. So, uh, you know, plus size was also a huge underserved market. So, you know, even though that was many years ago, we still haven't seen that fit problem entirely solved. So where I see a lot of the opportunity, you know, in the near term for shopping and fashion, a lot of it is going to be around that, you know, finding clothes that fit that also match my personal style. I think that we'll see a lot of the ability to personalize fashion and be able to order clothes that are made to order as the technology starts to improve over time. Yeah, absolutely. And my next question actually that I was going to ask you is how do you think personalization and customization fits into that? But you got into that already. It'll definitely be interesting to see how things evolve and how uh, softwares are able to more uh, or better personalize things for us. So now you're at Facebook managing product design. Tell us more about this role. Yeah, so I recently joined Facebook after spending several years at Amazon. I'm working on some new things that also haven't been launched yet, so I can't talk too much about them. The projects I'm working on now aren't fashion related, but they're they're really exciting. Facebook is a really exciting company that's doing a lot of interesting things. But if you see Sheryl Sandberg in a glowing tech dress, you'll know that that's where it came from. Someday I'll just walk by her dress, her desk and, you know, <laughs> drop something off for her. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of glowing dresses and commercial wearable tech products, you know, as someone who spends a lot of her time thinking about user experience, what do you think is missing from the commercial fashion tech garments or products that you, we've seen on the market? Even though fashion technology has come a really, really long way from when we founded Make Fashion in 2012, 
a lot of what we see in terms of wearables are still limited to what I call wrist wearables. So variations on smartwatches, fitness trackers, all things that are worn on our wrist. But in a lot of ways, these are really still just smaller screens that we've strapped onto our bodies. So there's a lot of opportunity for innovation and you know user experience there. So I'd like to see expansion into more areas. Uh, having spent some time working on voice, I see a lot of potential for voice-activated wearables because that's a great way to input and output without needing to have any screens, and it can be done anytime, anywhere. We start to see hearables, and you know some designers are actually starting to do hearables in the form of earrings. So bringing that fashion sensibility into the technology. And there's also a lot of emerging methods of user input, like brainwave sensors, flexible screens that can potentially be adhered onto the skin. And I I think that things like these are going to start to break into the market and really change the way we think about wearables. And it could be anything from garments to different types of accessories or even new types of accessories that we currently aren't familiar with experiencing. And so do you think designs like Lumen Couture will remain on the runway in the kind of realm of costume or couture? Or will they have a life beyond just concepts? I think a lot of our conceptual work that we've done in the broader make fashion explorations have a lot of potential to break into the consumer market. Lumen Couture specifically potentially as we start to explore augmented reality and you know if the hardware can get smaller and more compact right now the prototypes are still i'd say a little bit too big to be ready for streetwear yet but you know in terms of even just seeing the last couple of years you know every time i look at supplies the projectors are smaller and cheaper and the boards are smaller and cheaper so you could see this eventually having a life on its own in the consumer world Lumen Couture in particular, I think it's going to take a little while because, as I mentioned, there's still a lot more that needs to happen. And particularly with that project, I always enjoy having creative outlets. So I enjoy having that one be something that I do, you know, just without any constraints and no business constraints when I'm playing with it. I'm a big fan of creative play and self-directed experimentation to inspire and inform the work that you do kind of in your day to day. But as I continue to work on it, if I do stumble across something that seems to have more real world potential, I'm definitely going to lean into that and pursue it. Yeah, it's been interesting to see how experimentations on the runway have solved real challenges and can lead to something more commercial down the line. And so you hinted your next creation, which is a collection of kind of festival wear or, you know, consumer fashion tech creations. Can you tell us more? Where can we see pictures? Yeah. So if you take a look at my Instagram account at Lumen Couture, I have some pictures there. I just recently launched, uh, it's an Etsy site right now where I'll do orders for them. Uh, and, and I have seen a lot of interest in, you know, particularly for festival wear, a lot of the Burning Man community. And also I've, we've had some requests for bridal wear, which I think is something really interesting to explore. It seems uh, a lot of, weddings are that one time where you may do something really dramatic and buy this kind of one of a kind piece. So I have one of my designs is designed as more of a sort of, you know, reception dance party dress that lights up. So I think there's a lot of interest there. And and people are starting to get excited about, you know, these pieces that are affordable and can be worn for a special event or a night out or just, you know, to, to be really fun. And when I go out and wear things, there's always a ton of reception and people are really excited to see it. And it sparks a lot of interesting conversations. You 
really learn how many other makers and tinkerers there are out there. I'll go, I've gone to a party wearing a light up skirt and I'll meet a lot of women and men who are like, oh, I'm doing Arduino hacking and, and that sort of thing. Um, and I'm also continuing to work on the Lumen Couture, exploring augmented reality, also thinking about potentially having some audience participation, live painting, or the ability to upload something. So as the as the dress walks down the runway, you could potentially, you know, design a little pattern and send it out to the dress. So continuing kind of two tracks, the more experimental side, and then also the more consumer side and the little, uh, you know, a little bit more toned down version of the wearable technology pieces. Yeah, it's also exciting. We're going to put pictures up on Electric Runway on the blog post to accompany this podcast that our audience can take a look and see what we're talking about because a lot of this really has to be seen to be believed. Now, I know this is kind of the question of the hour, but given your background in both the maker movement and UX and with various technology startups and companies as well, what's your vision of the future of fashion? Having seen how far things have come, you know, even in the past five or six years where there was really only a small handful of designers using technology and light to now where even kids are making their own creations. I actually at a conference I was recently at, I met a whole bunch of college students who had a school project to make a wearable technology piece, which is amazing because as I mentioned, when we started doing this, you know, you could, you would do Google image search and you would barely even find anything. And now there's just so many designers. So, you know, I think that as more designers start to do these conceptual pieces, we're going to start to see it inform the consumer wear and more of the brands are going to start picking it up. And, you know, also in terms of the processes and just technology for fashion in general, you know, as we saw with the Echo Look, I think that there's going to be more attention put on fashion. It's been a little bit underserved for the last few years. But as more and more retailers are, you know, looking at technology and seeing this as an opportunity, I think we're really going to see a lot of innovation, you know, and especially as these young designers who are being inspired and participating in maker culture enter the workforce, I think it's really going to explode. So, you know, around the the clothing themselves, but then also more investment in things like fit, sizing, personalization, and, you know, ordering and fulfillment. Yeah, it's a fascinating space. And it's great to have your insight, Chelsea. So how can people follow you and stay in touch with what you're up to? Yeah, as I mentioned, my Instagram at Lumen Couture, I also have a Facebook page under Chelsea Klukas, and a YouTube channel under the same name. It's Chelsea Klukas Lumen Couture. So either one of those keywords. And on my YouTube channel, I do some DIY tutorials and also do a couple videos on, you know, some of the make fashion work and some of the work that I'm doing from uh, the make fashion runway. And you can also follow make fashion, just the tag at make fashion and makefashion.org to see our broader work and what a lot of our different designers and collaborators are doing in the fashion technology space. Great. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Thank you. That was my conversation with Chelsea Klukas, woman to watch in fashion technology and product design manager at Facebook. For images of some of the designs mentioned on the program, we invite you to visit electricrunway.com, where we always have visuals to accompany each episode. There you'll also find links to Chelsea's Instagram account, Lumen Couture, where she documents some of her fashion technology projects. That's where you'll also find all past and future episodes of this program. 
Tune in next week where we're rounding up the first half of 2018 from a fashion tech perspective with Maureen Connors. Maureen is a consultant with senior level executive experience with world-class brands, including Gillette, Levi Strauss, and Mattel. We're looking forward to exploring some of the trends established early in the year at the Consumer Electronics Show all the way through to now. And we'll find out what companies and startups she's keeping her eyes on today. So we'll see you in a week. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, here's looking towards the future. Music from today's episode by Jeff Kale.